Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Cam Moon and Cody Jansen with you this afternoon. Here on Oilers Now. Some guests of Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Looks like Ridley Gregg is not in the lineup for Canada this afternoon as they take on Czechia in the semifinals at the World Junior Championships. Not surprising. He was uh, injured in the quarterfinal game, didn't finish that game. And I know many people had speculated that he would not play this afternoon. As it turns out, he's not playing. All right, we got Sportsnet's Mark Spector for our good friends at Horse Racing Alberta joining us in spec. Always good to have you on. Uh, what uh, would you think of the, the whole Nazem Kadri to uh, Calgary? Well, there's not a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Everybody sort of had it to the Islanders, didn't they? And Calgary was kind of sniffing around the edges. And, uh, you know, I think we said the same thing when um, when Brad Tree Living turned Matt Kachuk into Jonathan Huberdeau. He pulled a rabbit out of a hat there, and I'm pretty sure he did here too. So uh, it's good on every aspect. The Flames are better uh, right now. they got an old team there. they got a bunch of 30-year-old guys there, and that's going to be an issue in a couple of years. But who cares? That's then. This is now. Uh, Kadri replaces a lot of what Kachuk brought to the Battle of Alberta. We like that. Calgary's a good team. There's every reason to believe that Edmonton and Calgary are on a collision course for a playoff series again. So I'm always a fan of a good Calgary, Mooner. It's always better for Alberta hockey when Calgary's good and Edmonton's good. And Kadri's a good player, man. He's going to make them better. Yeah, he will. Uh, and I agree. I think our province is, is better when we have both teams that are competitive. Uh, I know Aaron has texted in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line that uh, it's unfortunate. He was saying uh, we get the hype of the Battle of Alberta, but play them twice in October, once in December, and, and that's it. So, and, and that's the... That's the rotation of the schedule. Last season, they played four times. This year, they play three. And the teams that they played three times last year, they play four this coming up. So I guess, I guess, Spec, we have to hope that they meet in the playoffs again. Yeah, and why wouldn't they? Yeah. You know, why wouldn't they? I'm looking at an Edmonton team that, that I'll tell you right now, they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to win the first round. And I'm looking at a Calgary team, and I, I say to myself, for sure that's a playoff team, and I don't see how they don't win the first round. Well, guess what? You know, it would take a, a real confluence here for that second-round series not to be a battle of Alberta, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's possible, but uh, there's no reason. I would say that the chances of Edmonton and Calgary playing the playoffs right now are better than 50% the way I look at it. 
So that's good, man. That's good. Good for hockey. You know, good for Alberta, good for the radio stations, good for Sportsnet. Everybody's happy when uh, when Edmonton and Calgary are duking it out on a Saturday night. Mark Spector, <laughs> our guest. Yes, I agree. And and we were fortunate to get one this past year, the first time since '91, and and the province was was gripped and. You know, it didn't look good for Edmonton early. They they lose in a high-scoring affair in Game 1. They were losing Game 2 in Calgary, and it wasn't looking good at all. And then it turned on a dime and, and never went back. It just stayed Edmonton's way. And, you know, with the, with the moves Calgary's made, the different look of their team, and I, I don't know what, what you think, Mark, but for me, I, I actually like their team a little better now than I did... Uh, from last season. What do you think? Well, the only thing I don't like is the fact that Matt Kachuk is, was he 25? Yeah. Um, right in his prime, right? So you trade him for Huberdeau, who's about to, I know he's not 30 yet, but he's about to be 30, better part of 30. So you lose some years there, right? There's no, you can't say you don't. And you bring in Kadri at 32, and what was Johnny Goodrow? I mean, he became a free agent, so he must have been what, like 27? Uh, so, you know, that's another five years you lose. So, I mean, I'm, if you're looking for negatives, the negatives are that they, they lost a couple guys in their prime for a couple guys that are still really, really good. But at the end of their prime they're you know, we all know about hockey players, man. Once the clock hits 30, it generally begins to descend a little bit, differing rates for differing guys. I get that. But other than that, are they a better team right now? I think they are a better team. I think if I'm a Flames fan and I look very honestly at what happened in that series last year, my best guys went away and got nothing done when the chips were down. Kachuk and Goodrow had a great game one, and then the Oilers hunkered down and made it a little harder and played a little better, and everybody raised their game in blue and orange, and the guys I needed to raise my game in red and yellow didn't. And those two guys are gone, and I think I know Kadri is a guy whose game gets raised. I haven't seen enough of Huberdeau in the playoffs to say for sure, so I won't say, but uh, I thought that that the biggest disappointment for me, if I was looking at the Calgary Flames last year, it started with Kachuk, who was a rumor in the last four games of that series, and it ended with Goodrow, who turned away from Drysaddle on the series-winning play instead of engaging. And uh, you know what? Replacing those two guys doesn't bother me much when I look at the Flames. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Jacob Markstrom, if if the Oilers and Flames meet again in the playoffs this year coming up, I, I think he'd be a little bit better than he was this past year. He wasn't very good. You yeah. know what? He just wasn't very good, and and you would think he would be, right? I'm yeah. I total agreement with you, Cammy. I thought he'd be better last year. He wasn't that good. And yes, I think as long as the Flames have Markstrom, we're gonna give them the nod in goal, but I'll tell you what, Mike Smith was a better goalie in the playoffs last year, and I think most people would say that Jack Campbell's got a chance of being better than Smith. So uh maybe that goaltending edge isn't quite the goaltending edge it used to be, huh? No, that, yeah, that that has probably uh, narrowed. Uh, we've got Mark Spector from Sportsnet uh, for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta, our guest. Yeah, I think that uh, with Jack Campbell, Stuart Skinner, I, I I think that that may have closed the gap a bit there. And I and I'm optimistic, and I hope it has, and I and I hope that tandem uh, works out to be very good for the Edmonton Oilers. But I, I you know, I guess we'll see. 
I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, you know, listen, this Edmonton's been like the old Philadelphia Flyers. They've been looking for a goalie for forever here. And, you know, it became very clear that you can't keep going to war with 40-year-old goalies, and, and it has to change. It has to get better. We put a lot of heat on Ken Holland here in this city. Get the job done, right? You know, I, I remember saying on this show, they pay him $5 bucks to solve a problem like that. And to Ken Holland's credit, he solved that problem. To me, in my eyes, uh, certainly Jack Campbell and Darcy Kemper were the best two goalies available this season, right? Not the best two goalies in the league, but the best two goalies available this season. I prefer the younger goalie in in Campbell. I prefer the goalie that's had less injury issues in Campbell. Uh, In my eyes, they got the best goalie on the market this season. It had to happen now. You can't tell me, well, if they'd have waited a year, they could have got this guy. No, 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 no. There's no waiting a year here. Holland needed a goalie. He went out, got a good one. He delivered. And uh, I think the orders are in uh, better shape today than they were six months ago in net. Keeping my eye on Twitter over the course of the last few days, and I mean, oh, you dear. couldn't possibly be steered wrong on Twitter, could you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that that wouldn't happen. But there's, there's a lot of... Uh, Patrick Kane to Edmonton speculation out there. Uh, Mark, do you think there's there's any traction to that? Well, uh, here's the traction. There's a couple people in the Orders organization that would love to see it happen. That's the traction. You know, yeah. there, where's the rest of the traction? Chicago, uh, when Kane decides he's ready to get moved, Chicago's going to move him. Right? They want to, they're so far away from being a playoff team down there. I can't think for a second that this won't be the last season in Chicago for Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze. I don't see either one of them hanging around at this stage of their career for this rebuild to come to fruition. I just don't see it. So I think both those guys are going, so there's traction there. Uh, you know, when does it happen? How does it happen? What do you have to give up? Uh, do you wait till the trade deadline when it's maybe easier to facilitate? You know, there's a lot of things to think of here. It's it's a real nice fantasy. You know, I heard Bob talking yesterday about, you know, Leon Dreisaitl on the left side and Patrick Kane on the right and McDavid in the middle of the Hart Trophy line. I mean, oh, my God. You know, and then look what your second line is going to be. That's a, <laughs> that's a good – you put Patrick Kane in the orders, they got a good team, man. Yeah. Holy man. So – I'm not here to predict it's going to happen, but I am here to tell you that there's a lot of talk on either side about Patrick Kane moving on the Chicago side, where we're going to send them, when are we going to send them, and on the Edmonton side, what can we do to get them? All of that talk is very real. Mark Spector, our guest for Horse Racing Alberta. I was uh, was doing a bit of reading as to how to make that money work. Uh, between the cap hit, the actual dollars, my head hurt by the end of the reading. Um, like that, I, I was having flashbacks to math thirty classes that were way over my head. So <laughs> math thirty, way to ruin my week. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's way in the past now. We don't have to worry about it. It can't oh, hurt us it now. It still haunts me, bud. It still haunts my dreams. Oh, me too. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of like it. It's not as easy. What I'm saying is, it's not as easy as just wishing it and wanting it and and making it happen. Like a lot of things would have to fall into place for that to happen. Yeah, because salary has to move. Yes. Right? You know, so you say to Chicago, what's he, they're both making, he's making 10 and a half, right, Kane? That's the so, cap hit. That's the cap. Uh, yeah, that's all that matters to me. I get it. 
he's paid a lot less than that. That's a win for Daryl Cates because Daryl Cates is cutting the checks. In, in the purposes of our conversation, he's a ten and a half million dollar player. Yes. Um, so let's say you get him at five and a quarter. Let's say Chicago picks up half. Great. So now you got to clear five and a quarter. You know, so look down your roster, and you have to clear it with players that some of those players have to be guys Chicago wants, right? That too, yes. You can't just fire off your three worst, most expensive guys at them. So, and then the rest of it is is a, is a probably a prospect and or a draft pick. Uh, you know, listen, they, Monahan, who hasn't accomplished much in a long time, just got moved to Montreal and it cost a first round pick. Well, Kane's a lot better player. You know, a lot better player than Sean Monaghan, all due respect. Um, so it's going to take the, – the sweetener is going to be awfully sweet, pal, because don't think the Orders are the only team lining up for this guy. There's a whole bunch of clubs like that Patrick Kane. Mark Spector, our guest. And speaking of that deal, uh, Monaghan going to Montreal – Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's a, a million conditions on the first round pick. It could be it's 25, or it could be in 24 or 26. Who knows? Uh, yeah, yeah there's, yeah. there's a lot going on. It's busy. It's a busy deal. But um, <laughs> for Montreal, it and and I know it's a it's an if, and it it's probably a bit of a big if. Uh, Sean Monahan, if he comes back in it, it at a healthy, I mean, he's been out with what do you have the hip surgery, so. Yeah. If he comes back and is healthy, plus getting a first round pick, if you're if you're Montreal, you know, if he comes back healthy, I, I think they'd be happy with that. Yeah, and Montreal can need some help down the middle. And you know what? Like I'll say this about Sean Monahan. He's that Sean Monahan's that first round pick that that a Canadian fan base thought was going to be a top line first line centerman and he was going to be you know an all-star like like we do in every canadian town right mooner when we pick a guy in the first round we all think he's going to be the greatest thing you know what he turned into an okay player he's not bad player like if he was healthy he remind he's always reminded me of ryan nugent hopkins who ryan nugent hopkins isn't a first line center right but he's a really useful good player on your team and he makes you better and Sean Monahan, the issue for him is he's just played so much of his career. He's not that old. Played so much of his career injured. Like he's had wrist surgery and he's had hand surgery and he's had uh, hip surgery. And I mean, he's spent a lot of time on the trainer's table, man. And that is the great unknown here. You know, it's kind of like Carey Price. You can have Carey Price all you want. You may never play another game here. So, you know, every year it's, well, maybe I can't play this year. And, if Sean Monaghan's healthy and can play, I think the Habs are going to like him just fine. He's a second-line center in the National Hockey League, in my opinion. It's just been so long, Cam, yeah. since we've seen him play play healthy, and we've seen him do, you know, play to his capacity. He's He's been playing hurt for, like, the last four years, and I'm not sure what's left anymore because it's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough spot. So I, hopefully he's... For the sake of Sean Monaghan and for any Hab fans out there, hopefully he's closer to 100% healthy than he isn't. 
Uh, yeah. The word is Carey Price it is certainly not. That's got to be tough for, for Montreal. Well, I mean, it's such a – there's so many intangibles in that, right? You know, he's Carey Price. He's one of the great goaltenders of all time. You've got a massive contract tied up in this guy, uh, which is another thing. And you can't just go spending it. if you, you know, This isn't like Oscar Clefbaum who's not coming back. He might come back to you yeah. in, in January and say, okay, I'm ready to play. So you got to make room for the ten million. What's he make? Ten million bucks? Yeah. Uh, you got to make room for the ten million, or save room for the ten million. So that's a that makes it difficult for the management in Montreal and for the fan base. Like he's their Connor McDavid. He's the guy whose jersey you buy. He's the guy that 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 you know he takes the temperature of that team and he he moderates that team. He's not the captain because he's the goalie, but he might as well be the captain. And the fact that his whole career here now has gone to such a, a place of unknown is its just difficult. He's too big a piece to not know what's going on with him. You know what I'm saying? He's not a third-line left winger where you go, well, if he doesn't play, we'll figure it out. He's your number one goalie. And you're, you know, in many ways, your best player or used to be. Uh, so for, for, for Gary Price's health and career to have sort of eroded to this place of we don't even know if you're going to play now it's it's a big thing in Montreal man it makes it very difficult for that club there's no doubt about it Mark Spector our guest and yeah from a management point of view now you have to deal with that LTIR yeah he's uh, 10.5 for the next four seasons yet so it's just, that's significant like to to work cool. around that I mean you're putting all your eggs in the the Jake Allen basket now, and and you got to deal with with making money work. Yeah, and you have to figure out your goaltending. Like it, having Jake Allen all by himself isn't enough, but we all know in Edmonton how hard it is to find a legit number one. You know, it's not easy. Yeah. And what legit number one is going to Montreal, knowing that Carey the minute Carey Price snaps his fingers and says, "Okay, I'm ready to play," you're in the bench. <laughs> right, I'm not. I'm a UFA goalie. I'm not going near Montreal as yeah. long as Carey Price can still play. So it's um, just difficult. I'm not. I'm not here to deride Carey Price. I'm not here to speak ill of him. Uh, he's been a hell of a player for a long, long time, and a very good, pretty good guy, and a good in the community, and all those things. But the reality of professional sport is, especially this one, Cammy. I got to know who my goalie is, and I got to know now. And with this, with Carey Price, you just don't know anymore in Montreal. True enough. True enough. Mark Spector for Horse Racing Alberta, our guest. And on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, uh, Wayne Spruce Grove said enough of the Pat Kane talk. Let's get an elite defenseman instead. Well, Wayne, that's hard to do. <laughs> People aren't just giving those guys away. I, I, I don't know. Like, that's a... To me, uh, Mark, that's incredible. Like you talk about number one goaltenders, nobody's giving those away. Uh, elite defensemen, those are really tough to come by. Well, you know, a guy that that might be a trade deadline acquisition. I, I predict right this minute he's going to be the number one guy on everyone's board come March. Is uh, John Klingberg in Anaheim? Right, he's going to play. You know, the first two thirds of this season in Anaheim, and Anaheim's probably not a playoff team. And he's on a one-year deal, and they're going to be shopping him hard. So uh, I would say to you that if if a Patrick Kane 
doesn't happen or we get near the trade deadline, uh, Edmonton will be a long lineup of teams talking about John Klingberg. Uh, imagine bringing in a, a defenseman of that at that talent level for the last you know month and a half of your season in playoffs. That, my friend, <laughs> would make you a better team. Klingberg, I like Klingberg a lot. He's a really, really good player. Wayne, Wayne text back. Okay, how about a good defender then? I appreciate Wayne's sense of humor. <laughs> I love it. Wayne, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a great text. A good defender. Yeah. No, sure. A, a, a good one would always be welcomed. And and I know you've talked about it before. Bob's talked about it before. Over the course of uh, an NHL season, and you start with your your six, but you might need ten before you're yeah. done. Well, I think there's a there's a, a, a culture shift that has taken place with Edmonton and and I think that the you know this was once a team that just tried to fill your net and beat you five four and I'm not saying they're Jacques Lemaire's New Jersey New Jersey Devils. They're not they're not playing two one hockey here, but I think Everyone around this team, everyone listening to this station knows that the Oilers are going to score their goals. They're going to get enough goals. But, you know, what we saw when things broke down in those crazy games against the Flames uh, and the giving up nine, when things, you know, where they struggled with Colorado was defending. You know, they scored some goals on Colorado, but they couldn't. They just, and they're not alone. Colorado's really, really good. Don't get me wrong. But my point would be this. I think the improvements in Edmonton, as much as it would be cool to have Patrick Kane come in here and all these offensive guys, the way this team's going to win is by defending better. They're, frankly, they're good enough offensively. They got lots of guys. They got to defend. They got to be able to withstand and keep pucks out of their net in key situations. They got to be able to take on a team like Colorado and limit them to two or three. It can't be four every night, right? It can't be four every night, or you won't get where you're trying to go. So when Wayne says, "How about just a good defender?" You know what? I'm not. I'm not against that. This this team, where it will make its strides, Cam. Mark my words. It will make its strides by keeping the puck out of their net more than putting it more into the other net. Agreed. Wayne, good work in Spruce Grove. Uh, Mark, it's uh, it's Brian Hall's birthday. Uh, hey. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, he's in the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, I know my, my grandparents who, uh, on my mom's side, came to Edmonton from the Ukraine would would listen to football games on the radio. They loved they loved the football. And for me as as a youngster, that's a that's a solid memory of being in the living room at my grandparents' place and, and listen to Halsey call a game. His his legend uh, in this town and in this province it, it runs pretty deep. Oh man, you grew up here like I did, and I can vividly recall the kitchen radio when the games weren't all on TV. Yeah, kids out there, not right? the home games. Not even the home, the home games were never on TV, and a lot of the road games weren't either. So you had to listen to Brian Hall to know if you like you know, if you loved your team, wanted to follow him. You listen to Rod Phillips because, damn, you wanted to hear the game live. So so I was I can recall listening to a playoff games, uh, George Reed and Lancaster and those cats playing against the Eskimos. But here's what I would want to say about Halsey for the record, you know. Our business, Cam, you got to have an ego to be in our business. I don't, I don't count myself out of that. 
you can't do what we do and put your work out there in front of however many people we put it in front of and, and not have an ego that's just part and parcel. But in our business, some guys have egos that they don't turn off or that that don't allow them to welcome a new person or, you know, they lose control. And Halsey was the, maybe the biggest media guy in Edmonton in his years, certainly one of them for all of his years. And as a young reporter, when I walked into the first press box and ran into Halsey at the first press conference, and you know wherever I ran into him when I was 21, he welcomed you, he shook your hand, he made you feel important, he made you feel like you belong, and there wasn't for a second. He didn't big-time you for a second. Halsey said, come on in the group. You know, I've been here for a while, let me show you around. And, and to me... I hopefully can say I'm that guy when it comes to young reporters now, but if I am, I learned it from guys like Brian Hall. Love it. Mark, thanks for joining us this afternoon. All right, Kerry, have a great weekend, everybody. All right. Well, we've got that's Mark Spector for Horse Racing Alberta. We gotta take a break. We're getting up against it. We got a, a global news, weather and traffic update with Eileen Bell. This is Oilers Now on six thirty Chad.